Welcome to Space Nerds, your source for intergalactic science fiction and science fact. Engines primed, engage! Hey, hey, this is Alexandria. I'm Jane Smith. And I'm Douglas Gale. And I will be bringing you Space News, Star Trek, Duck Space Nine, Firefly, Black Mirror, and probably superhero stuff. Dystopian fiction! Who's excited? I'm Jesse Mercury, and I'll be your constant cosmic companion, bringing you the weekly space news and sitting down with these amazing friends to talk about science fiction. We are Space Nerds! What's up, Space Nerds? Welcome to the show. So the second video edition of the Space News has come out on my YouTube page. Alexandria and I both think it's hilarious, but that's for you to judge, so you can check it out. There's a link in the description, or you can head to my YouTube page at youtube.com slash Sci-Fi. Uh, today, we have an awesome show for you. Alexandria and I talked about episode three of Black Mirror, the entire history of you, which got us going deep on relationships because that's what this episode is all about. So I, I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you do as well. But first, it's the space news. Space news! All right, Alexandria, are you ready for some space news? I like cuisine! <laughs> See, I told you. I've been working on them. Yeah, right? Did that make you feel good? It did, because you know I love I love Iron that show. Chef. Iron Chef. It took me it took me having seen like like probably fifty episodes of that before I realized he was saying a la cuisine. A la cuisine. In French. In French. It's so random. <sighs> anyway. Okay, this uh, this space news is from space.com. How to feed a Mars colony of one million people. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Great. So this is kind of building off of a space news we already did about... Growing space meat. Space meat. Exactly. So delicious. So we'll have to get over our aversion to eating bugs. You know, uh, thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. This is where I take my leave. Um, because Jesse's on some bullshit right now. Well, okay, what might it take to feed a million people on Mars? Lab-grown meat, tunnel-grown crops, and cricket farms, a new study finds. Oh, actually, I've heard that crickets are pretty good. Have you? I have heard they're, like, nutty. I think my sister likes them. I'm a, I'm a texter, but I feel like Whitney really likes crickets. Really? Yeah, they're, like, they have, and they can, like, you can season them. Yeah, you can make, like, a, like a flower out of them, can't you? Like, a cricket flower. Oh, it, that... I don't know why that bothers me a little bit. Like that, that sits in the back, in the base of my neck really weird. Uh, but I do know people like just popping them like they're popcorn. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So let's get Would into this, this article. Restless crickets. <laughs> That's how you know you've been playing, I've been playing just enough Breath of the Wild. <laughs> um, okay. So this article talks a little bit about what is going to be required to colonize another planet, specifically Mars. Okay. Um, here, here are the things that we would need. Five major consumable resources, according to this article, that we would need to live on another planet. Energy, water, oxygen, construction material, and food. The first four are potentially abundant on Mars, but food is not. Food is the one thing that we got to figure our shit out for. Uh, Apparently because, there's water there? Well, there might be some ice on Mars. Cool. Um, or potentially... I mean, I, I really don't know anything about that. Meteor but, glass. Uh, yes, exactly. Meteor Mo- jelly. Mars Moon jelly. jelly. Mars jelly. <laughs> yeah i mean i think we still don't know enough and there's also like always talk about you know harvesting ice off of asteroids and stuff like that i mean who knows um it seems like the more we look out in space the more potential water sources we find but food sources is is something different obviously i don't i ain't heard of cows being on mars yet right and you know taking it cows to space 
is impractical. Very, very heavy. Yeah. And we've talked before about how, you know, the payload, the the weight of what you're carrying is really you gotta important. Pack, and you have to pack it out, too, so you yeah. can leave anything. You have to eat or use everything. What are we, Girl Scouts on Mars? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So... Well, let's say let's see what they say about water here. For instance, solar power. This is not water. This is solar power. Great. Solar power, likely supplemented with nuclear fission reactors, can provide energy. So there's there's a potential for energy. Ice and hydrated minerals on about Mars. To bite me. I don't think so. Sorry. He's just sn- sniffing your ankles. He keeps sniffing me though. You got it's that peanut me butter on your nervous. ankles. No, I did use a new lotion today though. So oh, like maybe is it peanut butter flavor? No, but maybe he's attracted to it. But although still, it's peanut butter lotion, mm. I would check it out. I'm not... Okay. (laughs) Sorry, I interrupted you. I apologize. Ice and hydrated minerals on Mars are sources of water. So, there we go with the ice. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is a hydrated mineral? I don't know. It sounds like something that I would collect in Warframe. I really don't know what it is, though. A hydrated mineral. Carbon dioxide can get converted into oxygen. Is it like one of those, um, like, porous rocks? I have no idea. You know? Should we look it up? Hydrated minerals? You want to look it up? I do! <laughs> Martian soil can be readily made into bricks for building supplies. Oh, really pretty bricks, too. Red. This really does sound like a video game. This like, we're just, you know, collecting resources. This is like Stardew Valley on Mars. I was going to say, what is that um, bunker game that you played? Bunker game. Bunker game? Bunker, where there you have different levels of a bunker and you have oh, shit. people living there. Uh the uh the Fallout game. Fall- Fallout shelter. shelter. Oh man. Right? I got obsessed with that. I put in like a hundred something hours into that you within did. You had such a huge colony. within like a month, and then I just put it down. I'm like never playing this again. Um anyway. Okay, so let's scroll down because uh what we really want to get at here is like what would it take to make food. That's the thing that we really don't know what we're doing. Hold on. Can I just read this about yeah. mineral hydration really quickly? Please do. Just the, when I looked up hydrated minerals, the first thing that came up was like from Wikipedia, of course, because we trust it. Yeah. It says, mineral hydration is an inorganic chemical reaction where water is added to the crystal structure of a mineral, usually creating a new mineral, usually called a hydrate. In geological terms, the process of mineral hydration is known as retrograde alteration and is a process occurring in retrograde metamorphism. Well, I still don't have any idea what hydrated <laughs> minerals are. <laughs> like, no idea. Are we milking rocks? Hold on. Is it is it rock milk? Water is added. <laughs> how? Oh, processes. There we go. Well, how do we get water from it? The conversion of oxide to double hydroxide as with the hydration of calcium oxide to calcium hydroxide. Uh-huh. 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 What? <laughs> I, we're going to have to take their word for it, but I have no idea. You're right. Because you milk it. How do you milk one? Okay. Well, let's get it. <laughs> you keep going with your thing. I'm going to keep going here. So, okay. This is getting into... What do we do for food? Uh, the researchers noted that raising farm animals for dairy and meat would not be practical on Mars in the near term because of the challenges of shipping them across space. They need to hire Malcolm Reynolds because he knows how to ship cows. Yes. You probably don't know what that means, but it's Firefly. Great. I don't. <laughs> at the same time, they noted that but most... But I just, I just blindly agreed because yeah. I'm with you. Uh-huh. Uh, at the same time, they noted that most people do not want to go completely vegetarian. The solution... Insect farms and lab-grown meat, they suggested. And we already know all about lab-grown meat being we, grown in space for the first time. We 
are very well versed in that subject. We know a lot about science. I'm just saying we're basically doctors. Yeah. You need to hydrate a mineral. That's it. Give us a call. That's it. Who are you going to call? Milk a rock. <laughs> Look at milk rocks. <laughs> Insect farms are well suited for Martian cuisine as they provide a lot of calories per unit land while using relatively minor amounts of water and feed, the researchers said. Crickets in particular are one of the most promising examples of edible insects with cricket flour potentially incorporated and hidden in many different recipes. So you could like make a nice beef stroganoff and or throw just in pop them like nuts. some lab grown meat and also, some they're really cricket good about, flour. Like temperature, they tell you about the temperature too. Crickets tell you what temperature it is, like based on the how fast they chirp. Oh, really? Oh, I can't believe you don't know this. I'm going to Google like, it. It's hot, 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 hot. <laughs> Seriously, the like, faster cold, the fa- cold. Seriously, cold. that's I'm my about cricket to impression. It. It's so great for those who Crickets. do not fancy insects. Cellular agriculture, that is, food derived from cells grown in lab dishes, could help people on Mars eat a somewhat more familiar diet. Uh, everything from algae to meat and fish to cowless milk and chickenless eggs are now possible. The large amount of money that investor what? has poured into refining such technology has already driven down the cost of cultured meat burger, of a cultured meat burger, from three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars to eleven dollars per patty in two years. You need to go back and reread that sentence where it says chickenless eggs. Yeah, uh, chickenless eggs and cowless milk. Go back. What? Everything from algae to meat. What does that mean? Everything from algae to meat and fish to cowless milk. Wait, they're turning algae into meat? And no, they're no, turning no. In fish between, into maybe. cowless milk? From in between. Everything between. <laughs> Here's a fish. Put it into this box and Hold then you on. open it up. You got a cowless milk. Okay, read the sentence prior to that. What are we talking about here? <laughs> I got real lost. I heard chickenless eggs and I, I put gotta my say, foot down. We, this... I have not vetted this article great. from space.com Wonderful. because I don't know how to okay. vet science. Wonderful. I'm just reading it. That's great. Um, the sentence before is, for those who do not fancy insects, cellular agriculture, that is food derived from cells grown in lab dishes, could help people on Mars eat a somewhat more familiar diet. Okay. Everything from algae to meat yep. and fish to cowless milk and chickenless eggs are now possible. That sentence doesn't make sense. No, it does. Everything from algae to meat and fish to cowless milk. Yeah, that's just everything. And chickenless eggs are now possible. Everything in between algae and meat. So I get, I get that. So we can grow algae and we, we can All grow anything way. in between algae and meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is so between like, algae and meat? You know, like different uh, is everything the, is from... Is it a peanut? Everything like from right between? shoes to boots? You know what I mean? I don't know. What I'm saying is, <laughs> what's, what are what's eggs without chickens? of algae to meat? What is that scale? <laughs> there are things, there are items in between algae and meat. Maybe it's alphabetical. Everything from A to Z. Okay. I don't know. Look, I'm focused a, on algae, one thing. B, beets, C, cats. Battlestar Galactica. Um, <laughs> um, I just don't get chickenless eggs. Eggs are delicious because they're chicken. Yeah, Duh. I don't know. Chickenless eggs. Have we ever? Have you ever had any egg that's not chicken? Um, yeah, duck like eggs, quail, quail eggs. I've never had any of those. I've I only think had I've chicken had both eggs. of those. Um. Let's see. What else is there? What was that creature on the Mandalorian that they got the egg for the Jawas? Do you watch that? I don't. That's okay. It was a big egg. It was hairy. Uh, you know, if anyone out there wants to go half on a Disney Plus with me, you know, let me know. Yeah. A friend actually logged into their Disney Plus here, and now Andy and I have been using his. That's really great. I don't know if you want to keep that in exciting. there. Very exciting. I do. Okay. Because why not? Okay. It's great. I don't think Disney's listening. They might come for you. Come for their coin. I mean... 
Of the 12 people who listen to this, I don't think Disney is one of them. It's more than that. Charlie Brooker. Yeah. It's at least twice that. Yes. Maybe even three times. Sometimes it doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, <laughs> although I will say listenership has been up and I'm very excited it's about it. It's because of me. Thanks. It you're is because welcome. of you. You're, and hello, everyone. All of my fans. Yeah. You're you're the most exciting person <laughs> I, I on this keyed, podcast. I keyed. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I, this is also. Oh, oh, but I got excited. I'm sorry. I needed to interrupt you because I got excited Do before it. we move on. Hit me. Um, to convert cricket chirps into degrees Fahrenheit. Oh my God! Who knows if this is right? But it's from the old farmer's almanac, so it must be. <laughs> Just count the number of chirps in 14 seconds, then add 40 to get the temperature. Wow! The number you get will be an approximation of the outside temperature. We have to test this. Crickets are so great. Somebody test this right now. I, if y'all Pause have the podcast, we don't go have, test it because we don't have crickets right now. We don't. Right? We don't have them in Seattle. I don't know. I think I have them in t- in Fife, but that's because they are. I have like a little pond near me, and like okay. there are frogs and crickets. Okay. Um, but but they're not near my house, so I don't hear them. I hear them when I'm driving home on summer nights. Frogs are adorable. Frogs are great. Frogs are so cute. Are they delicious too? Have you had them? Well, they're good in a flower. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Frog flower. Frog flower. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, I have to read this Keep again because this yes, blew sorry. my mind. The large amounts of money that investors have poured That's into right. refining Say such technology has already driven down the cost of a cultured meat burger from $325,000 to $11 per patty in two years. That's fucking crazy. That's great. Did somebody pay $325,000 for a fake meat burger? Duh, or Bill Gates. Or did, or was that, is that just like how much it costs? Jeff Bezos. How much like the, the scientists poured into producing one you know that must be just like that's not the market value right? that has to be that's not the market value it no. has to be like hey with all the work that we did to make this our all of our labor combined with the materials that we needed to do this right right that we imagine right. that it's going to cost you know a cool quarter mil plus would would vegetarians eat lab grow meat i think that obviously the answer is it. some maybe i say some no i say no. i would say no well, because I feel like people who are vegetarian slash vegan are also like, oh, that's really bad what I was about to say. <laughs> Generalizing, I feel like they're also kind of like bucking trends, bucking the system, and labs are the system. <laughs> I, that's my story, and I'm sticking to Science it. Science is the system. I, I was a vegetarian for two years right after college. And see how long that lasted. Oh, It lasted years. for two years. <laughs> Just all sass, oh, no listening. That was great. That was really no good. listening is yeah, yeah. You see how long that lasts. Um, I will oh, say, yeah, for, okay, for my personal choice to become a vegetarian, it, a yeah. lot, there was so it was like a weird choice. It was, I liked cooking vegetables, and oh. I was like getting into cooking, and I didn't know how to cook meat, so I just uh, didn't uh, do it. That makes sense. So I ended up just eating mostly vegetarian, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then just kind of slipped into it. And I'm like, well, you know what? There's like uh there's like a moral question here of like eating another like creature that we're not sure whether or not they are sentient or not like have feelings cows have my one my friend once told me i won't eat cows but i will eat chicken because cows have a neocortex so they're capable of abstract thought and he was like a science student that's great i loved that yeah i really love cow meat i mean i had a burger for breakfast today what was lunch we we had a first meal very late first first meal meal. yeah Yeah, first meal it was two o'clock in the afternoon live your life it was 
fucking good. I bet it was. It was so good. Roxy's Diner. I've never been there in Fremont. I don't even know where that is. But anyway, I feel like but a lot of to y'all. for a lot of vegetarians, there is like a moral, ethical question to whether or not they should eat meat. So I'm wondering if that is taken off the table, would they eat meat? I don't know. I, and I think that that's going to be different for all the mm-hmm. vegetarians mm-hmm. and vegans you mm-hmm. ask. Because mm-hmm. I think some that's of them... That's why I said like, it was very generalizing for me to say. They're yeah. like, oh, they're bucking the system. Yeah. But. And even now, like we've talked about this before, but I really do love vegetarian food and i eat it a lot i mean i have meat and i'm i'm not saying that i don't have meat because i do have meat but i like oh, that boy got some meat yeah but i do, i do love vegetarian food and i i i probably have less meat than the average meat eater so for me like if i was told i had to go vegetarian it wouldn't be that big of a deal but if i was vegetarian i was told i could eat um cruelty free meat i might be down i might that might pull me back out of the club. They need to like call me when they're making lab created chicken, cause like chickenless eggs. That's the meat that I'm not going. That's not, that's the meat that I'm not giving up. Chicken. I'm not giving up chicken. I actually don't really eat chicken. Chicken is delicious. And you know what I always end up doing? Like boneless, skinless chicken thighs. Uh huh. Ooh. Well, like, we can just grow a boneless, skinless chicken thigh if now. You, if they can, I, I mean, lab created. Yeah. I will go for it. I don't know why, but like chicken. I, use, I ate chicken all the time when I was a kid, but like, as an adult, I just kind of fell out of it. And now I, I'll eat it like occasionally, I'll have a bite or two, but it's just not, it's not my favorite. It was I just wonder, so weird because like people say it tastes like chicken to me and it's like the standard. The standard. But to me, it's like that tastes like human. Not that I've eaten a human before. I'm sorry? <laughs> Sometimes I eat a chicken and it just Again, tastes... Again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I, I th- am th- on my way out the door. There's right no now. way that I can explain that, but th- like... Wow. I... But it's a thing that I've said, and it's a thing that I've felt, but I've never eaten a human, I promise. Okay. <laughs> It'd be nice to have some crickets right about now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, you're, but like, I was going to say something about how maybe eating something a whole lot, like as you're a kid, can like obviously taint maybe what you want to eat when you're an adult too i don't know there's just something about the taste of chicken that disturbs me sometimes interesting but if it's like really good chicken it doesn't like i don't do chicken breasts i don't like white meat like the aftertaste or something i really don't know what it is turkey's fine there's an aftertaste to chicken yeah i like turkey but dark meat as well i just like the juicier cuts this is the space news (laughs) you know this is what this is um, when it <laughs> like, what are we talking about? What That's are we doing? Right. That's why I was like wanting to not go on, but I, my brain still was like, no, let's talk about chicken. We can't help it. Go for it. When it comes to crops, concept art of Martian settlements usually features greenhouses. That's true. Giant greenhouses. It's true. But like on Futurama. But those may not prove practical, the researchers said. Because Mars is so far from the sun, even on the equator where sunlight is strongest, the amount of light plants would receive would be similar to what they get in Alaska. That is interesting. Wow. That's also, really interesting. Damn, Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, yikes. What? Remind me never to go to Alaska. They ain't get no sun. Oh, man. Alaska's That's terrible. Awesome. I love Alaska. I need sun. Okay, I'm yeah. a melanated sister. She needs to be out, yeah, in the sun. But anyway, go f- keep going. It's not too much different from what we get here in Seattle. Really? Yeah, like they have really nice long summers and really, but co- much colder winters. It's definitely like a harsher climate. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the deadliest catch will tell you that. But we get like five hours of sun right now in the winter. You're right, and we barely get anything. Um, 
Where was I? Moreover, although greenhouse, you know that I'm reading because I wouldn't use the word moreover. Moreover, although greenhouses are made of clear window panes, these still typically absorb 50 to 70% of light on Earth and may block even more on Mars since a stronger material is likely needed to support a heated, pressurized interior. Wow. Given how the air on the red planet is much colder and thinner than on Earth. Mm. That's so interesting. Like that that concept of a greenhouse on Mars is so it's common. It's like a brick house. Yeah, a, a red brick house. In- insulated, warm. She's mighty, mighty, some, mighty. Just find those let good Amazon vitamin D lights. That's really wonderful. <laughs> I thought you were going to be mad. No, I kind of <laughs> set you up for it, so... Instead, tunnels lit with high-strength LEDs are likely needed to grow plants on Mars. Okay, there's, here's the tunnels thing that they mentioned before. So instead of greenhouses on the surface... Tunnels with with LEDs would like basically did I, hydroponics. Didn't I literally just say, "Go get the"? You didn't hear me because you were starting to read this and you were doing the brick house <laughs> lyrics. But I said they need to go get those vitamin D lamps off Amazon. Oh, I didn't hear you say that. Literally, yeah, yeah that's and what the, the it next is. sentence says. Yeah, tunnels with lamps, LEDs, yeah. but um, supplemented with sunlight collected and piped down through fiber optic cables. You can collect sunlight. That's interesting. And pipe it down through cables. Um, soilless farming involving hydroponic or aeroponic systems is possible, but these strategies would require more mass shipped to Mars in the form of trays, pumps, and reservoirs. In addition, soil-based farming may be more robust against plant disease, but inorganic Martian dirt would require significant research and treatment to convert it to a living soil that could support plant growth. Interesting. And there's a lot of that in the Martian, like the book and the movie, particularly the book. Um, This guy, like, using his own you know, poop to try to fertilize, fertilize inorganic Martian soil. I mean, yeah. all this stuff is so interesting. And I, I don't know, I, I really liked this article a lot. Um, previous research suggested a number of crops may prove especially practical when it comes to feeding Martian colonists, such as wheat, corn, soybeans, peanut, and sweet potatoes. Genetic modifi- modifications could also make plants more useful in a variety of ways for Martians. For example, by consuming more carbon dioxide and boosting productivity. Man, this, there's Genetic so much in this modifications? article. There's no way. There's Everyone's no way. already mad at like non-GMO things. Yeah, and this is a really this is a really interesting. This become any any kind of space travel. I think just becomes GMO, right? Everything yeah. is genetically modified. Well, I once heard Bill Bill Nye say we are all genetically modified because our parents chose each other. Wow, I d- I literally saw your mind explode. Um, but yeah, I mean, GMOs have been vilified in a way that is a little, well, very unfair of and course. actually potentially dangerous for the future of life on this planet. Because if we look at, you know, GMO crops, they're oftentimes GMO, um, genetically modified to require less water and less space to yield more edible fruit or wheat or whatever it is. Yep. That is what the ne- genetic modifications are for. And we we wouldn't be able to feed the entire population of the planet without it. Yeah. So and especially with the rate that the population is growing. So I mean GMO crops could sustain a much bigger population than we currently have on just this planet. And that it might be a thing where there's just no choice in the future but to eat GMO foods. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean but there's there's a lot of questions out there as to, you know, organic versus inorganic and there's uh, GMO versus non-GMO, like how does that affect the body? How does that affect the earth? And th- there's a lot of stuff that I'm not qualified to to talk about, but I've done a lot of reading and I've watched some YouTube videos about this. Um, and it's not as clear cut as, 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 you know, people be 
pretending it is. It's real. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. There's there's more in this article, and I recommend people go check out the whole thing from space.com. But, I mean, that's a lot of information that's about so much. what we might be and able to do. clearly we have already gone down so many tangents, but... Yeah. I just think it's so interesting. I think there's it just shows that there is a lot more that needs to be done before we can like consider throwing people up there and like sure. leaving the children to take care of this climate change. Yeah, and not just that, but the fact that it's possible. Yeah. You know, like there are people planning for this. There are people wanting to try to put a Mars colony up on the Mars. That's, up on that the was Mars. The worst. Up sentence. on the Mars. I was gonna say moon, and I realized that was wrong. No, but you would say up on the moon. Up on the Mars. But up on the Mars. And that's the space news. Space news. All right, Alexandra's back. Yes, I am. Although uh, this episode probably had you in the space news in the beginning, so you're back in an episode you were already in. Ooh, Inception. Creepy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I listened to the space news that was released today. Uh huh. Obviously, this is, we record these in advance. So uh, the one that was released, if we were to say today, um, and I was like, I realized how just uninformed I sound, and I keep going. Um, I keep going. Okay, because I'm just like <laughs> I'm just like trying to like digest it all over here in the corner, and and I think the videos should help with like seeing the people like or people seeing me process because I'm just like yeah. okay, and then what? Well, I mean to be fair, the the one you're talking about was the lunar space elevator, Ugh, and that's a crazy idea. A cable to the right. dangling point. The dangling like the the further we got in that article, Child. the more ridiculous it sounded. And I was like. Yeah, go ahead, y'all. Like, Dangle have fun with that. <laughs> but no, I think yeah. I realized, like, listening to it, you're so optimistic about the future, and I'm just like, nah, we're That's gonna die. That's why it's great. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, I'm like, nah, we're gonna die. I don't think you sound uninformed. Okay. But I also am uninformed, and the only reason I maybe sound informed is because I'm reading the article. You are reading the article. Which is informed. Right. But then I'm, my opinions are all completely oh, so uninformed. so what you're saying is I need to bring in my own space news so oh, that sure. I can sound, like, super informed. If you ever want to read <laughs> me some space news, you're welcome to. I love it. Except it would have to be, like, real, and I would have to make sure that it's not something stupid or something like the onion posted on one of its sites. Oh my sub, God. Or I don't it's know, from medium.com. Medium. <laughs> well, we're here today to talk yes. about the third episode of black mirror, the yes. final episode of season one, season series one, one. Mm-hmm. the entire mm-hmm. history of you, the entire history of you. And the, I, I just watched this last night for the first time. And in typical black mirror fashion, it disturbed me. Yeah. It's real disturbing. Yeah. So what's what's this one about? So this one is about um, a chip, no bigger than the size of a, of a grain of rice, that is embedded behind people's right ear. And that records all of everything that ever happens to a person. Right. So their memories can be replayed with a little device that looks like a like a little clicker, like yeah. a, pre- a PowerPoint presentation clicker. And then they could scrub, uh, fast forward, that sort of thing. Instant replay, replay old memories. Um, and during the, the episode, there's a dinner party that takes place. And one of the like menu, like grain enthusiasts is saying like, therapists can help change your memories by asking you leading questions. Mm-hmm. They can have you convince, like they basically like the human brain is fallible without the grain, without the grain. Right. And the grain gives you exactly what you saw, exactly what you experienced right. and helps you to re- able to be able to relive those moments. They call it redo. You redo mm-hmm. by 
pulling it up on these cool looking screens that are or in your eyeballs or in your eyeballs yeah. um and just watch it from behind your eyelids or what are they called what are these things irises the irises sure. watch them from behind the irises because like the pupil is the black part okay so the iris is the colored part cool so the whole color part and the and the pupil becomes like this glazed white color as you're watching mm-hmm. as you're redoing the the memory which was a really cool visual cue yes for how for what was happening yes you can yeah. totally see that and they looked kind of like the glassy um just a, like a glassy like, overlay like, like cataracts yeah, yeah 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 like yeah. kind of like like someone put a milky white contact lens over an exactly eye. like yeah. that sort of thing totally um and so the the episode starts with the main character Liam in a job interview, and they're asking him just things about whatever, and he doesn't seem to be doing well in the job interview. Or they, right. a, it was called an appraisal, so maybe he was going in for a, uh, um, like a raise or something. Yeah, maybe he was. I was I was getting the impression that maybe he was like on a limited contract, and he was they're Go- gonna renew him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a lawyer, and they're talking about you know the ethical concerns of. <sighs> children yeah. suing their parents yeah. because they're going back and you know redoing their childhood and yeah. seeing abuse yeah and he raised liam raises ethical concerns yeah and the wrestlers are like no yeah <laughs> he's like don't you have aren't, aren't there like ethical issues involved and i'm like no and so um, they, they the 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 sentence that he read like he redoes the redo that he keeps replaying is the final sentence that one of the the adjudicators, if you will, says to him over and over, which is, yeah, Liam, we hope to look forward to seeing you again. <laughs> right. And it's like the most backwards compliment, like not even a compliment. We hope to look forward to seeing you again. Like we right. hope that we can look forward to right. seeing you again. And he just obsesses over that. Yeah. And that really illustrates the the premise of this episode, which yeah. is having infallible memory can be a burden and yeah, a curse. Absolutely, absolutely. And maybe like the the forgetfulness of humans or the the selective memory of humans protects us. Protects us yeah. and allows us to function. Yeah. Because if you if you have the ability to go back and see something over and over again, you can you know, it doesn't really help you know what the other person was thinking. Yeah. But you can obsess over it. In I mean, but how detail. many of us do that in real life? All, I all the time. Li- like I, I replay conversations. Yeah, all I the get time. in the car and I immediately go, "Wow, that was stupid. Wow, uh-huh. that was dumb. I cannot believe we really said that." Yeah, we did. We're gonna have totally. to move. But, but thankfully enough, my brain, like I, I'm telling you that I've done that before, but I can't give you a specific example because I'm pretty sure my brain said, "Yeah, yeah, we're gonna wash that. We're gonna yeah. move on. We're washing that." Oh, it happens to me all the time. Like the I just same. went to a, a friend's birthday thing a couple nights ago, and I replayed like. <laughs> 10 of the conversations that I had afterwards being like, am I an idiot? Or like, did I offend someone? Or did I upset? Did I sound stupid? Like, like, if you meet someone that you think is... All this horrible social anxiety. If you meet someone you think is cool Uh and you say something corny or something dumb, you're going to replay that dumb sentence over and over. And like, for me, it's like I replay the dumb sentence and then I go, okay, well, here's what I would have wanted it to be like. And then like, try the whole situation. Like, oh, I'm the coolest (laughs) girl in the room and she can handle anything. Yeah. But it's not the case. (laughs) So, yeah. So, so we leave the appraisal and he gets a flight to, uh, go, he was trying to go home. We don't know where he's going, but he catches a flight. Also, we see 
that TSA uses oh, yeah. the grain. Right. Because he says, okay, rewind back to what you did, like re- rewind back to the last 24 hours and put it on double speed. Uh-huh. And so the TSA agents watch, the TSA agent watches the last 24 hours. Uh, th- like, how do you to determine, like, what, if he's a good person or something? It seemed like they were going through facial recognition to scan who you had encountered ah. to see if you encountered anyone that they would flag as being suspicious yeah yeah. so yeah i mean a much more effective tsa screening than what we have now true but also terrifying terrifying the like the whole premise of this is that all of your actions are something you can be held accountable for because every single thing you ever do is recorded is recorded Mm -hmm. and it's like having a body cam on you at all times um and that's just i mean that's terrifying and then there's this interesting dynamic going on when we get to the dinner party where you there's one woman there whose grain was stolen. Yeah, gouged. Gouged, yeah. And she decided not to get a new one because she was happier without it. Yeah. And it seems like not having one is something that people weren't even considering anymore. Yeah. I mean, on Wikipedia, it says that this takes place in 2050, uh, like cool. the near future. But cool. in the episode, they don't really... Make don't that say a clear. Thing. They don't say a thing. It, yeah, it just and seems, the cars look re- the same as our. It seems like modern day. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just seems like our modern day, this alternate universe where where this technology exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love, I love that there was this woman at the dinner party who's like a a purist who didn't yeah. want to fuck with that technology. Yeah, thought that was kind of cool. So that's that's where we were going. So he took the plane. The reason why he went and caught the plane, like right after his appraisal, his interview was so that he could go meet his wife at this dinner party that she thought he wasn't going to be able to make it to. Played so- by Jodie Whittaker. AKA the new Doctor Who. Oh, great! She's I didn't know amazing. that. Amazing. She's awesome. wonderful. Yeah, I love her. So they, uh, he gets to the the dinner party, and he sees his wife. Is that Jody? That's uh-huh. what you're talking about. Okay, uh, Fion. Fion. <laughs> but they call her Fee. Yeah, her name um, is spelled F F I O N. Two F. I kind of like that name. Do you? They call her Fee. Okay. Fion. I think it's. I think it's a terrible name. You think it's a terrible name? Oh my gosh, terrible. Well. Because I thought, because okay, so I I'm going to write something and name a character Fion and make you be in it. <laughs> Shout, you wish you might. I will. I'll be like, and I'll side eye you the whole time, but I'll do it. I know. Just the most annoyed. Okay, so the reason why I'm annoyed by it is because I have the caption on. Um, okay. Because any anytime I watch anything with a british dialect i uh-huh. definitely want to catch all the things sure. that they're saying so and there is a lot of colloquialisms in, in black yes. mirror that americans might not yes know. That, that just kind of gloss over and so i right. and sometimes the captions aren't always correct but anyway so i was watching it with the captions on so i'm like oh fee oh her name must be fiona and so mm. when i saw that it was fion i was like okay it's 2050. They got new names. That's it. That's what we do. We got we got it. So yeah, he walks into this dinner party. Yes, and, and his wife is his basically wife flirting uh-huh, with this dude. Up this man in a corner. Yeah, named and- Jonas. <laughs> and like you know, doing all that bullshit, and yeah. then looks up at him and is like shocked because right. she didn't think that he was gonna make it after mm-hmm. his appraisal, and is like, oh, you made it, and then like totally disappointed that he's in the room. Yeah, like you can just see it on her face. Right. Um. So, so we're going to go through the night. Obviously, we're not going to break this all the way down. Throughout the night, basically, Liam is watching uh, Fee. And then Jonas is like the leader of the part. He's like the head of the table. He's sitting at the head of the table. And yeah. he's, you know, taking all the conversation, replaying a couple memories on the on the, on the the screens for yeah. everyone to see. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and you see, like, Fionn. 
gosh, I hate that. Fee just like, <laughs> like laughing at Jonas's jokes and, and like Liam, overly laughing. Oh, like compensating, honey. Right. Like you do when you think someone is the biggest, right. sexiest hunk of man meat. Right. Right. Right, Jesse? Absolutely. <laughs> and so, and and we are from Liam's perspective, so you start to feel like, mm, something, because I immediately right. was like, mm, something shady, something's right. going down. Uh, then and they, I'd say like the most telling comment from that whole dinner was when Jonas was saying how sometimes he likes to go back and replay yeah. his like sexual greatest hits yeah. and, and jerk off to it. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, Liam seems really uncomfortable and Fee's laughing too hard. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of obvious that yeah. maybe there's some sort of sexual history there. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And and then we introduce, we're introduced to uh, the character who has no grain. I And I, I remember, remember her, her name. name oh. Barely. Like, Helm or Helsum or Hessum. I remember there's a, uh, there's a double syllable. It's H-E double, double consonant A-M. I just don't know what the two in the middle is. It's okay. either two L's or two S's. We'll Hessum, call her Lady. Okay, lady with no grain. Uh, so she, she says she got gouged. They show, she shows her scar. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, and she said, but she's enjoyed this life without it. Of course, the the across the table from her is a like proponent creator of the grain, and she's like, right. no, this is. And so that's why we launch into this whole thing. The dinner continues. Um, Liam, from Liam's point, he's just kind of like scanning over the whole table and like. Look, like side-eyeing his wife basically and like side-eyeing Jonas um and they get outside and well they get into the cab yeah and he replays the appraisal for her um and so then she doesn't get to she doesn't really wallow with him she's just like oh they said they hope to see you again he said no they hope to look forward to seeing me again right well and their I mean their body language it was obvious that they weren't super impressed by yes. him yes um, but you never know, and like I don't know. So well, as we're going through the the breakdown, yeah, uh, of this episode, let's pause and talk about some of the things that have happened already. I want to get your take on this. Great. So, how do you feel about the idea of of someone who has all the recorded history of his sexual exploits going back and rewatching them? Ooh. Um. Ugh. it's interesting right because it's like i want to be like no but i'm also again the i'm the audience that's being played on liam's feelings right so i'm like no don't do it because there is my wife sitting at that table and she i believe she's a part of those past sexual exploits and i don't want you watching rewatching uh sex with my wife do you know what i mean yeah jealousy yes but i also feel like we we do that, don't we? Don't we as humans already replay like some yeah. of the best moments, be it sexual, be it any any time that like good things happen. Uh, for example, that's not really doesn't exactly correlate, but kind of. So the Gregory Awards are coming up, mm-hmm. and uh, two years ago I won one. And I just reposted the video of the time of when they said my name. Yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know, the Gregory Awards are the Seattle Theater Awards. Thank you. Yeah. It's like the Seattle's version of the Tony Awards. Sure. And uh, when I was sitting in the audience and they called my name, uh, also a small stick of pen, I have heard, I listened to another podcast that says that when you want to lock in a good memory, like bad memories, once you feel it, they, they lock 
almost immediately, but good memories take 20 seconds. So you have to like sit and be in a good moment of like, you have to feel it for 20 seconds to lock in the memory. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if it's true or not, but I will say when they called my name at the Gregory Awards, it took me a minute to stand up. And I remember like being in that moment surrounded by my friends and family. They're screaming. They're like pushing me. They're like excited. And I just kind of like hunker down in my chair for a second. And then I finally stood up and went to go get the award. Yeah. I replayed that memory over and over again to feel those good feelings. Hmm. I like the moment your name is called, the moment you're like, what? You didn't expect it. You didn't. Cause also there were some fantastic women in my category. So I was like, there was no way I was winning. I had taken my shoes off. I was chilling. I was like, <laughs> I'm not winning this. But like all of that to say, like I get replaying the good moments. Yeah. But when they involve like, I've I've had good moments with an ex who is married now. I don't replay those mess. I don't replay those memories. Mm-hmm. He's married. That ain't got like his life is now got nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I wouldn't feel comfortable replaying those memories yeah. with him. And I wouldn't feel comfortable if he were replaying memories of me while he's married. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think this is a really complicated question. Yeah. Because, like, I, you know. Like I, I'm in a relationship and Andy and I have talked about like past relationships and we don't have much jealousy in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's really new and different for me to be in a relationship that doesn't have much jealousy at all. Um, I mean, there's a little bit cause like you can't really avoid it entirely, but right. I've been in other relationships where there was a lot of jealousy. Yeah. Um, where it, like think like seeing another woman naked is something that would make one of my old partners jealous. Whereas my current partner doesn't care. She's like, yeah, look at any girl's naked you want to. As long as you're not cheating on me, I don't care. Um, like if you're, you know, for for whatever, yeah. <laughs> for whatever. Sorry, no, activities. I just nodded from yeah. the audience. I just I was like, hmm, okay. Yeah. Or men, look at men naked too. It's all good. I'm I because there's trust there, right? There's right? a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of trust, and, and I and and in this situation, I feel like I would have no problem with my partner replaying past memories because they're because I have trust. But I think the issue is that um, living it like you're then living in the past in a way that is false to what it means to be human as mm-hmm. we currently know mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. where you're not just like thinking about it, you're you're rewatching it. And then how much time are you spending rewatching it? Yeah. And if you're just there all day, like, yeah, uh, rewatching it, re- what do they call it? Re- redo. Uh, redo. Yeah. If yeah. you're just all day long, you're just glassy eyed redoing fucking someone else. Yikes. That becomes a problem yeah. you know there's a line there that you can cross that becomes unhealthy for sure for yeah. any relationship yeah. I, I think but i'm you know not for any relationship obviously like there's people who are poly and have no problem with any of this and yeah. they're probably happier for it because they have less jealousy in their lives and that's the thing i feel like jealousy because i i don't know if jealousy is necessarily a bad thing because i feel like a certain amount of it is like maybe it's because I've never had a healthy relationship (laughs) because now that I'm about to say it out loud it don't sound too healthy but like I feel like a little bit of jealousy is okay because I'm like yeah that means that you still want me and you want to know that I am like desired by you if that makes sense so like I can't so don't go to somebody else because I I'm going to show like ah don't be looking at that person you are mine like that sort of thing I mean ownership ownership sounds terrible too but like But the thing of like, no, no, oh, he cares. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so who, that's probably unhealthy because I've only dealt with children up to this point. <laughs> You're dating children? 
not literal children, but man children, Emo- a man child, emotional children. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to speak too much for my partner without her being here, but we had a conversation early on in our relationship about how we don't want to be the only person that makes each other feel sexy mm. uh, because that feels constrictive to both of us. Yeah. So we want to be able to, you know, like have crushes on other people and be yeah. al- open to talking about that to each other. Yeah. Um, but we are currently in a monogamous relationship and we don't act on any of that. And we have the trust that we won't. Um, that sounds just so adult. Like I, I'm, I don't know if I can comprehend that because just, well, because I just haven't been dating clearly anyone who's, grown in that situation like it's what works for us and what makes us feel good because i would say that in the same way yes it's the right or wrong thing to do i just because i feel like each relationship is unique to the people involved right right? absolutely and in that case i feel like yeah come talk to me and communicate with me and be like yo i find this person attractive that's cool but you bring your ass home to me like do you know what i mean like i feel like right but but i'm also like yeah like it's it's also cool to know that other people find you attractive because you don't want the one that nobody wants. I don't know. Is that rude too? I lost you there. Wait, say that again. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it's beneficial to have a man who's fine as hell that everybody is like, Ooh, he fine as hell. Cause then I'm like, yeah, that's (laughs) mine. Do you you. see what I'm saying? Yes. Don't nobody want somebody that nobody wants. I mean, I think everybody I think that everybody has somebody that wants them. I think yes. that I think that there are you sure? Well, I think that the world is large and I think that there's a lot of people who feel like they don't have someone who could who could never have someone who wants them. Yeah. And I think those people are wrong. I think that there's always someone that could be a match with you. It's just a matter of finding that person. And I think that uh, there is a I think there's a general consensus around attractiveness in our culture that yeah. that represents Maybe a, ma- oh, a majority think, of opinions, but I do think that... The attractiveness doesn't even have to be superficial, like, physical looks. Sure. Do you know what I mean? I, I just think, like, w- I, I think that there are people who are who are attractive to people that aren't attractive to other people, is what I'm trying to say. And that I think that... I, I hope that every person in, on the planet, Has, there is okay. someone who could be attracted to them. Yes. They, and maybe they just haven't found that person yet as far as looking for someone. Like, yeah. I know I know people who think that they are unattractive and have not been able to be in relationships because of that. But I, I honestly believe it's because they haven't found the right person yet who, yeah. who would be attracted to them. And it's not because they are uh, just, like, across the board unattractive. I really don't believe that that's a thing. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think... I, d- I don't want to limit attractiveness to being superficial of, like, yeah. he's fine as hell. But, like, the fine as hell is great, but, I mean, attractive even as, like, he is a good person. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like... Sure, but other but people desire like just being desired. But the other part of what you're saying, I 100 percent agree with. Okay. Like, you know, the night I met you was during the Diva Tech performance, where well, and my my girlfriend Andy is a part of this Diva Tech group. Yeah. And I was like looking at her. Well, not anymore, I guess. But I was looking at her on stage <laughs> and just like, I'm just like, my girlfriend is fucking hot. Hey, she and, was like, too. Everyone in this crowd yeah, she, is I mean, looking not, at. Not even just was because she is. Yeah. But I mean, I'm like, like, everyone in this crowd is looking at my girlfriend. It's very true. And like that girl's and hot. She's and wearing I'll, a very slinky dress. Yeah. And it was like all the curves. And if someone saw me with me, someone saw me with her at this event, they'd probably be jealous of me. And yeah. I got a thrill off of that. Yeah. So I hear you. I know, like that's a real that's, thing that I that, have experienced. That is what I'm saying. And yeah. I'm not even saying attractiveness as beauty, attractiveness as superficial facial physical yeah because i think that if you can see a man do for me if i can see someone doing a man doing a good thing for 
another because uh, I'm attracted to men, so this is what I'm. That's why I'm saying this. <laughs> For example, <laughs> went to a show, uh, and my friend was like, "Oh, you know, my boyfriend drove out to see me after his show to come to my opening night party." Yeah, and I was like, "Ah, oh, that's attractive." Right. He after his show, he was sleepy, and he drove to your opening night party to make sure that you knew right. that you were supported. And it doesn't matter what he looks like. It does not matter, right. although he is fine as hell. But it doesn't matter <laughs> because he that's attractive. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm, I hear you. So I there's you. desire for yeah. that for me to be like, oh, I need, I want to find somebody like that. Yeah. There was something that I wanted to say also about like finding the people that fi- that desire you and like location being a part of it. Cause you said you like to be, there's someone out in the world that is for everyone. Cause I'm yeah. like where we are located. I feel like I'm just going to be single for <laughs> the rest of my damn life. If I stay in Seattle, I will be an old hag. Like I will never. And I'm a hundred percent sure that's not true. It's so true. So sure. That's it's not true. so true. No, that's ridiculous. It will not happen. I feel like I have to move to the South and find me some six foot eight, southern gentleman or whatever who'll come sweep me off my feet and like rub my feet or whatever like i don't know i don't know well, where he is basically space nerds alexandria's taking applications child <laughs> let me tell you you think it's funny you submit your applications if you want but we don't get mad when the application process is grueling because that's what <laughs> that's what ends up happening people are like well alexandria you lie you're so cute da, 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 da. and then they find out that i mean what i say about my standards yeah. <laughs> let's find out space nerds send me an application you can email me uh sci-fi at jessemercury.com i'll filter them through to alexandria I'll try i to- do kind of have a height requirement because i'm five eight flat-footed and i always am in heels and they're at least four inches so if you can handle a six foot woman if you can't and i mean not a comment don't none of short guys like to go like no it's totally fine be tall wear your heels until the day they got a kiss up and then they're like oh you're tall i don't want to hear one word (laughs) we're getting i digress um we probably could cut that out too yeah (laughs) i mean you know it's always up to you i'm leaving it in unless you tell me that's fine leave it nobody cares um you say two, but they don't know what we already cut out. Because I oh, cut it you're out. Right. <laughs> I said something I didn't like, and I stopped recording so I could cut it out. It was great. They don't know what it is. You don't know, um, and the world will never know. And you never will. Ooh. So, uh, replaying, replaying past redoing. sexual oh, yeah, things. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I mean, this. You know, I let's talk about real life parallels to this. Um, yeah. We live in the sexting generation. We've yeah. all sent pictures of ourselves naked and or received pictures of other people naked I've on received, our phone. I received. I don't send. Sure. Uh, Another thing, applica- applicators. I've done applicants. both. <laughs> if you think um, you're going to get nudes from this soon-to-be-famous woman, get, get another thing. Actually, that's one of the reasons why my last relationship ended. Anyway, let's move forward. Well, th- so here's an example. Like, um, you're dating someone who has pictures of ex-girlfriends. Yeah. And he looks at them. Maybe like once a year to remind himself of fun times Good from times. the past. Yes. Yeah. So for two questions for you. One, are you upset that he's doing that? And two, if you had pictures like that, which it sounds like you do, would you ever look through them again? So, okay. So I, I've received pictures. I saved them for the amount of time that we were 
whatever gentleman and I were conversing or talking or being in a relationship and then they they're deleted once the relationship is done. So I no longer have mm-hmm. I don't even have good photos. Like the last relationship we took photos all the time because it was a thing for him. He wanted photos whenever we were together. Yeah. Um and so I had just a wealth of beautiful, smiling, wonderful, happy pictures that all got deleted. Oh, I thought you were talking about while fucking you for mean some like reason. Just, no. <laughs> That's what I was imagining. I don't know why. Oh, no, no, no. I just you mean, just like, mean of you just together. Like smiling. Okay. You just <laughs> Well, you're talking about you're talking about we're talking about sexing oh, and you're so talking funny. about taking all these photos and I'm like, "Wow, you guys oh, I see. This is a thing for him and he likes to take photos every oh. time we're together." I mean, literally the words you said that led is. me to believe That's that. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, sorry, crazy is an ableist turn. That's wild. Yeah. No, I no, no, no. I really just meant standing next to each other and smiling. Okay. But I mean, th- the example is to say that I've deleted every single picture. They're well, all okay. gone. Well, what about anyone who sent you like nude photos of themselves? Gone. They're gone. Yeah. Okay. Because also guys don't send nude photos of themselves. They just send a penis. And so nobody well, wants just a random penis. I There's mean, no face. The There's guys, no leg attached. The guys you're dating have no creativity. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse said it. I mean it. So, um, but no, all those pictures are gone. Because also like... It means nothing to me after the relationship is done. It is literally mm. a piece of meat in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Just these dick pics. Feel your feelings. It doesn't, yeah. they don't mean it. There's nothing attached to them. There's nothing good. There are no butterflies. The basement isn't flooded. Yeah. Like they just, it's a Sahara when I look at just, oh, there's penis. Like it's not, that does nothing for me. But I will say like when you talk about replaying things, in the last relationship, we texted a lot because, you know, phone conversations just seem to not work for children these days. And um, I would re- I would reread our conversations all the time. And I would even like, because iPhones, you can like tap the top bar and go back to the top of the, go back to the original conversation. If I never deleted a message from a person, I can go back to the original few messages that we sent. And I could reread the entire like beginning of the relationship. Yeah, reread. I totally up until, know what you're talking about. Do you know about. what I mean? Absolutely. Up I, until the, the demise. Have, up until the first oh, argument. Of course. Up I until, have. I, we all have that. I mean, you know, text message threads or yeah. you know, uh, Facebook messenger Any threads. Any of those. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, there are or email threads. I mean, there there's countless. So many ways that you could go back and relive right. a thing. And for me, it's always like that's that's in, this is so interesting because like if I have. If someone sends me photos and it's a relationship that I that ended on good terms and I have positive feelings about it, I probably won't delete them, hmm. you know? Um, unless, I would love to someone, have a relationship that ended on good terms. Unless someone specifically... That must be nice. Unless someone specifically asked me to. Yeah. Um, uh, then, yeah, I mean, I... And I like if my girlfriend had photos that someone sent her in a previous relationship and she looked at them to remind herself of good times, I have no problem with that. I And it wouldn't bother me at all. I don't think... If it was something that made her happy, I wouldn't care. I don't know. I just feel like, one, like I said, I have literally never had a relationship that ended on good terms. So there's no, <laughs> there's no like pictures. I would love to have had like a relationship that ended where it's just like, we ended because, you know, he's like, I'm gay. And I'm like, cool. So we can be friends. And then like, then we have good photos together, like me and my gay friend. Do you know what I mean? Versus, I do now, like, because you just told me. Great. But, Is like, this someone I know? No, because okay. I've never had a relationship that ended. Do you know what I mean? I'm saying probably that could probably be like a good way to end a relationship because like, oh, there's oh, nothing. That's what, oh, because that's there's nothing hypothetical. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's nothing that I could yeah. have done. I've had to, so many relationships end well. 
I've had a few end horribly. Wow. But I mean, okay. So my my relationship philosophy is that a relationship is two people choosing to come together mm -hmm. to make their lives better. And if it doesn't work for either one of them, then it doesn't work for both of them. You yeah. know what I mean? And if it doesn't work for one of them and they are willing to tell the other person because they're being honest, that's like, it hurts, but it's something to be thankful for. And I've been dumped by girls. Where I'm like, thank you for telling me. Let's try to be friends. And then we are friends. I have several friends that um, that I've dated in the past. That's that, so great. Yeah. Where either we, like, they broke up with me or I broke up with them. You know, I've had it go both ways where we're still friends. Because what I think is that if you're going to invest so much of your life and time and energy into another person and you get to know them and you care for them, even if it doesn't work to to couple up, to use Love Island terms. Oh, wow. Uh, let's not get into that. This guy, um, we won't. Even if you, it doesn't work for you to couple up long term, um, it doesn't mean that you just, that you should write each other off. And I know that I'm weird. I know that this is a no, weird I don't opinion. Think it's, I don't think it's weird. I don't think you're weird. I think that it's, it sounds to me just foreign because I've mm -hmm. never, because I right. have never, and I don't think foreign is equals weird i just think that it's just right. i've never done that because i've never i had one relationship but i thought we resolved amicably <laughs> <laughs> and i was like no we're cool we decided to just dissolve our you know relationship into friendship but on his side we ended badly interesting so like on his side he was like uh i remember posting something on facebook and we were still friends and he and i said like oh my mom's cooking da da da, da. and he was like that sounds good and i was like come over and get some food like we didn't end on bad terms my parents still like you it's fine and and then like that was the last time i heard from him because i found out like i was blocked he had oh blocked, my god he had blocked me on all the things yeah and so i have no clue what happened there i was like yeah. oh i thought we were good and now i'm blocked yeah and, and like yeah i mean i've had things like that happen also but they're 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 more of the outliers for me. That's that. That is literally the norm. The norm is like, <laughs> and I think, and, that, I, and yeah. I don't think, and I try to like go back and redo the relationship in my brain and see yeah. like what did I do that could be wrong that could be like, because I don't want to think that I'm the only one who is the I'm not the good person in all the relationships, if you will. You know, sometimes I do shit that's terrible, and and the <laughs> partner is like, oh, I hated that or whatever. I don't know. Uh -huh. So I try to like be really realistic about what did I do that could have caused the demise of the relationship? And sometimes yeah. it really ain't me. And sometimes it's like, Oh, this is what I did. I could have been better about this thing. Yeah. Um, so I know that like, I am the common denominator in all these relationships, but I don't know. That's I've never had one that's like truly ended. Like we're going to be friends. Great. And then we're friends. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it's not an, I don't think it's like the natural response. Yeah. I think it's my natural response, but I think that that is weird or just unusual unusual and not weird in a bad way i think it's great i mean that's something i really value yeah and on top of that like if i you know if i have like pictures of me and someone that i dated 15 years ago um where like i can look back on this time and think fondly of when i was young and and fit and you know Aww. and like had this you know amazing love affair with this person that you know may or may not be in my life anymore i don't i for me personally it doesn't feel unhealthy to, i don't know i don't know if i could though to re yeah. to relive to redo it to watch it again yeah well yeah let's say like if i had a grain would i go back and watch it i'm almost certain that i would yeah but i wouldn't live there you know what i mean yeah. like and i think that jonas's in this episode jonas's relationship to that i don't find disturbing like when liam is all upset about it you know, he's upset because he's jealous because he gets this feeling that his wife has some history with Jonas. Yeah. But but Jonas at the party talking about doing it, 
I'm like, that's probably something I would have said. Oh, well, <laughs> and, so in in that vein, I'm not upset with Jonas for saying it. Yeah. I'm not upset with... Because they talk in the car after they leave the party about how Jonas is an, an asshat, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like disgusted by... Or uh, Liam is disgusted yeah. by him. He's like, he's kind of a jackass and, you know, isn't he the worst? And Fionn is just kind of going along with it because mm-hmm. we come to find out later in the episode that she's actually been having an affair with him this whole time. Yeah. And L- Liam's worst fears all come true. Yeah. But, th- but that's this is thing. what I love so- about this episode is it's a really complex situation in which Liam, the guy being cheated on, is is both a relatable and likable character and the villain of the whole episode. Oh, I Where- don't think so. You don't think so? Oh, Jonas is. Jo- I'm, or Fee. Fee is. You think Fee is the villain? Absolutely. Well, I don't know about that because, I mean, you know, let, let's summarize what... Well, we don't have to go. We don't have to summon this entire episode. But no, we're almost we're almost at the end anyway. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're at, you've already said that. Yeah, he, basically, what happens is that um, F- Fee and Jonas, Jonas, Fee, what's the other one? Liam, Liam, yes. Um, Liam basically deduces that yeah. there's something going on, Gut and then feeling. he gets drunk and he goes over to Jonas's house and like puts a beat down on him. Yeah, and says, "I need you to delete all of your memories of Fee because yep. Fee admits that she had a relationship with Jonas. At first, she says it was a week, yep. and it was this guy in Marrakesh. Yeah, and then he finds out that it was a month, and then yep. he finds out it was six months. Yeah, and then he, when he goes to beat up on Jonas, he discovers memories that are eighteen months old, which is right around the time when their uh, Liam and Fee's child was conceived. So he's like, "Oh my God, am I even the father of my own child?" And um, he realizes like it's you know in his bedroom yeah. and he realizes that fee's been cheating on him and he confronts her about it after beating up jonas and she basically says like that one time that you left where you were gone for five days with yeah. you know they had a big fight and he left, left for five days yeah that's such a fucked up thing to do can you imagine being married to someone and they just fucking ghost you for five days because they no. got to figure out their shit. I mean, you can do that if you tell them, I yeah. need to figure out my shit. I'll be gone for five days. Yep. You, he just left. And she was so upset that she went back to the arms of someone who was comforting to her. And I don't think that's the right thing to do, but I don't. But I understand where she's coming from. I understand, but I still think she's a villain. I, I, yeah, I would definitely not call her a villain. Well, I wouldn't call Liam a villain. Well, I think going over to someone's house and beating them up how is did a he get, pretty uh, shitty thing to do. How did he get Jonas's address? I have no idea. And I was wondering about that in the episode. But I didn't care that much, you know. I I don't need every dot to be crossed. Yeah, that's not even a saying. Yeah, dot your dot your eyes. And, I don't need every eye to be dotted. Dot your I don't need all my T's to be crossed. I don't need all my eyes to be crossed either because yeah. that doesn't it's, make sense. It's hard. Yeah. Um. So, so to me, Liam was the one who was being driven by jealousy to do horrible things and basically pushed his wife away who he could have worked it out with if he was willing to admit that he had done something shitty to her to push her into Jonas's arms. Because it doesn't seem like she'd been sleeping with him while they were together. It was just during this five-day period where he fucking ghosted her. Mm. But we don't know that for sure. I don't know. She was real cozy with him at the party. She laughed at all of his dumb jokes. Right. Here's the thing. This is why I'm Team Liam. Hashtag Team Liam. (laughs) I'm Team Liam because that gut feeling is almost never wrong. And the grain is hard because you have to... uh, you can immediately replay. So they're arguing down in the in the living room. And right. he says, sometimes, you're a bitch. Right. And she and gets she mad replays and replays, you're, you're a bitch. bitch. Yeah. Over and over again. He yeah. said, you can't just edit out sometimes. Right. But like, so that's what makes the grain difficult to have because it's immediate. Yeah. It's a, an immediate like, no, you said, right? So when she's like, 
well yeah you and jonah or he's like well you and jonas were anything and she was like oh it was like a month and like in marrakesh and he was like oh he's from marrakesh because you told me that it was a week right and then she was like what and then he was able to replay immediately where she said it was like a week a little fling da, da, da. and it was the first time they slept together yeah which is weird weird but then also like like he's ruining their first time by pushing this argument even though she kind of don't put this on truth. liam because she kind of fudges the truth she lies yeah that was a lie and then you know what else that hoe said but he says he says so you lied she says not everything that isn't the truth is a lie <laughs> i was like <laughs> but it is though well yeah this this is actually something i was just chatting about on a recent podcast episode with jane about is it better to know the absolute truth or to be Lied to in a way that is better for your own happiness. Mm. That's and that's a that's a big question that I don't know the answer to. And that's in this episode because absolutely you can because she says, "Oh, it was a month," and then he really asks her again later on, and she said it was six months. So like she really is lying. She's Mm -hmm. lying. She's just lying. And that's why I'm like, she's a bad guy because. Well, but but like a little lie, like um, oh yeah, I dated this guy. It was only like a week or something, you know. Like yes. we all we all do stuff like we all you know lie. Well, I I don't know if I'd even call that a lie. Like it's a week a, a week or something is like them trying to downplay something and trying to tell the truth in a way that is that is kind of padded for the listener to not be upset by it. And if if he pressed her like how long, how many days, then she might have come up with the truth. Um, probably not, but maybe you know like she was just kind of sugarcoating the truth to. Mm-hmm. Because he de- he doesn't need to know like every it's intimate that, detail of her true. past. That's true. Except in this specific situation, he he is already seeing yeah. the chemistry. He sees how her whole body language right, and absolutely. demeanor changes absolutely. when he walks in the room. When Jonas walks in the room, yeah. Well, no, when Liam walks first because oh, they yeah, were together, yeah. and then yeah. Liam walks in and she's like immediately stiff, right. like cold. Right. She she's like like that he replays a memory of her taking a bite and like side i'm trying to do this but nobody's watching except you but like she like over her shoulder like side eyes jonas and like smiles while she's eating yeah and then in a couple minutes later looks over at liam and it's just kind of like like a hmm, kind of smile and totally. moves on. it's it was really well acted it, really but also yeah. like so apparent it was so apparent and that's what i'm saying we as the audience i am I bought it hook, line, and sinker. I'm on Team Liam because that's what's presenting yeah. to me. From Liam's point of view, you can see that they were, they were in some things. Yeah. And I, you know, from my point of view, I think that jealousy is toxic. Yeah. I think such poison for relationships. Yeah. And like open and honest communication is so critical. Mm-hmm. And jealousy often gets in the way of that. And it seems like Liam is a very jealous person. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Fion knows that about him and is filtering information to try to keep him from getting jealous about things that that she's living in her life that she needs to be a, you know, to feel like it's her life. And she's like a well, you know, cared except, for person. And it except, seems like maybe Liam is not providing everything she needs in the relationship. Like, you know, cheating is never... It's never like one. Well, so, that's this is not. It is sometimes here like one, we go. Sometimes like people are just assholes and they cheat. Yeah, absolutely. But sometimes people are not getting what they need from the relationship and they don't know how to get it, so they cheat. And I don't think that that's right. But I do think that there is culpability on both sides in that scenario. You think? 
I, what I will say that Fionn, I think, absolutely did wrong is that when Liam left her for five days and she slept with someone else, she should have told him when he when Liam came back. Yeah. I really think that she should have told him. So you him. think that that kind of communication makes it, would have been like, hey, you left, so I slept with somebody. Absolutely. I don't know. Because if the relationship survives that, then it's a relationship worth being in. But, but I don't if it know doesn't if survive that. Five, I, I, I don't know if five days. Okay, I get, I would be pissed too. Because I've been ghosted in a yeah. relationship that I've been like, yo, you can't actually ghost me like that. You have to come and talk to me because yeah. you're like my boyfriend. It'd be different if we were just kicking it or just talking or whatever, but we're actually in a relationship. So if I do something that offends you, come talk to me or tell me, hey, I need to take a moment. I'll come back to you tomorrow. Right. But like, you're not allowed to just disappear and shut down because yeah. I can't tell what I did wrong and I don't know how to fix it. Right. So I understand that. I understand like being pissed about ghosting, but like in a marriage... I don't know if I could do like five days, like maybe a month, maybe after a month, like he really left y'all. Like I'm about to go sleep with this person, but five days doesn't seem like long enough to me. Yeah. And that, you know, I, I agree with that, but I also feel like it's not, I wouldn't call her the villain because of that. I wouldn't call him the villain because of his jealousy, because it's founded. That's the thing too. The that's thing true. That that's you, true. His jealousy when I is when founded. I, when I talked to you on uh, Marco Polo and you were like, ah, jealousy is poisonous. I was like, I wanted to respond, but I wanted to wait till I came here yeah. to say, but he was right. It'd be different if he was jealous and right. then like looked at both of their memories and was just like, oh, there's nothing there. I'm sorry. I'm tripping. And then she can be like, yeah, you're tripping. Now let's uh, yeah. talk about it or get out of my house. Well, the reason jealousy is poison is, I think, is because it often uh, often drives the other person to do the thing that the jealous person is afraid of mm. because they almost push them into it by treating Except it's them. already been done. In this case, that's what... Well, and they were talking about like some other guy that caused this fight that made him leave for five days. We didn't get that backstory in the mm, episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, my impression was that there was some other jealous issue that he had that caused him to leave for five days. So I don't think that... I do think that his jealousy is kind of pushing her away in yeah. a lot of ways. That makes sense. But I, I mean, I'm still team Liam. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm on no one's team. I'm on team Liam. I'm definitely because not on team she Liam, was, though. Because she was cheating. Sure. And his daughter ain't his. Well, we actually, in the, Wiki, the Wikipedia article, the writers say that um, they didn't confirm it in the episode, but that it is his daughter. And like, well, I love the way this episode ends. Oh, wh- that makes sense. Which is that... You know, he confronts Fee about, like, is this my daughter? And she says, yes, of course. And then um, it cuts to this montage, which seems to be way later after she's left and he's living alone and replaying all the good moments that he had with her when she did look at him with love. And it's obvious that she loved him. And she stopped looking at him that way. And I think it's because of his behavior. Because of you the way what? that he treated her. I think that that and makes, then, that and makes he, sense. And then he rips his own grain out in the very last moments of the episode because he can't live with those mem- the good memories of her anymore because he's fucked it up so hard. I mean, I guess maybe because he, he like, uh, for the audience, he basically, he sees a, a picture in Jonas's memories 18 months prior. Yeah. So then he goes back home and he says, I saw that painting in Jonas's memories and then pulls it up for her to look at and then says... Let me see that memory. And then she tries... Like the to, painting on the wall in their bedroom. Painting on the wall. Yeah, yeah, over their bed. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, it's my daughter mine. Show me that memory. She's like, no. He's like, she's like, no, I love you. I'm sorry. Like, that sort of thing. Yeah. And he's like, no, show it to me. And to me, it just set, it felt like he. it was a setup to show that. He's like, did, did you make him wear a condom? She says, yes. Right. And he's like, show me. Right. 
And she's like, I deleted it. Oh, you deleted everything of him? Show me that then. That's right. They do really make it seem like it's not his kid. Yeah. And the, in the in the episode itself, they don't confirm. Or deny. That, You're right. Or deny, and, yeah. and I guess in a, he could have, based on now, now that you've said that about the end of it where he's walking through the house and like reminiscing and really yeah. missing the good moments. Yeah. I guess I could now see that he sees like the guy put on a condom. So Maybe, like, cause yeah. they, he, he ends up watching them having sex. Right. Which the audience doesn't see, which no. was a great choice. Thank God. I know that would have been really disturbing. <sighs> Did not want to see that. Yeah. Um, Oh, also side note. Did you notice that when they had sex, they My were both favorite part, my favorite part of the episode. So do good. you think she was watching them or she was watching her and Jonas? Oh, that's a good question. Okay, so to set this up, yeah. when Liam, there's one scene where Liam and Fionn actually have sex together, as they should, because they're married. Of course. Um, where they are, they're watching in in their own eyes, they're watching themselves having sex on a much more passionate evening, while having really sort of like slow... Humdrum. Humdrum sex in reality. And the way that they cut that and presented that was brilliant, mm-hmm. I think, on the part of the, the filmmakers. Like, I was really impressed with that. Um, that they got that across what was happening yeah. kind of unquestionably like these two people because it's cut together where like there's these two people with like glassy eyes yep. and then the same two people having passionate sex without glassy eyes yeah so it just the episode kind of trains you on what that means yeah. and you understand it yeah um but that was fascinating the idea that you could like instead of like making new good memories you're just trying to relive your yeah. old better memories yeah um just seems so unhealthy i just because i think the first time i watched it i thought oh he is they are both for sure watching each other that's what but i thought then at too. the end of the episode i went back or watching it again this last time to yeah. for this podcast is she watching I thought, jonas is she watching Maybe. her and anyone else he's watching them too yeah but is she watching some other someone else maybe i don't know that's really interesting yeah because i mean you, I, you don't get to join unless you unless you display it on like a screen out for everyone what's on your eyes is all you see right exactly so so, totally. so he wouldn't be able to look at her and see with her glassy eyes what she's looking at yeah yeah that's really interesting i hadn't thought about that but that was my favorite scene in the episode i thought that was really well done it set up like this is this is the technology this is what yeah. it does yeah i mean the whole episode is really it's it really kind of unravels our relationship to technology in this one particular way like what if this is possible what happened what does it do to our intimate relationships and the answer is it can really fuck them up so like be careful about like what you do with technology i mean mm-hmm. that's the whole point of black mirror i think is like let's be conscious and aware of of technology and how we're interacting with it because in a lot of ways we aren't that conscious or aware of it and we are you know, doing similar things where like we're going back and reading Facebook yeah. messages. We're going looking at pictures of that's people we I, used to date. That's and- how I knew that the the relationship with this last person was over because I like, like, st- like stopped and deleted. Cause I didn't, I keep train trains, chains, chains of messages forever. Like yeah. I don't ever delete messages on, off my phone, yeah. but deleting that message meant I deleted all the conversations. I deleted all the pictures that we had sent back and forth. Like, everything like everything was deleted and that yeah. means i can't go back and relive it i can't go back and reread it which they is are, good oh, in, in this situation yeah. i mean you know we won't go into the details but i know from us being friends outside of this podcast that it was not a good situation for you you know that better yeah so <laughs> yeah so distancing yourself from that was healthy and and good mm-hmm. and like i've definitely you know if i've had relationships like that i don't keep things around mm-hmm. to enjoy later but that's what i'm thinking like that's what i'm saying as far as I have not had the good relationships to like hold on to. I feel like 
I don't know. If I can have a good relationship and be in a good one, I probably won't get out. Yeah. That's the idea, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I was really I was really interested in all these concepts because I'm not a jealous person. Like mm-hmm. I do have jealousy and I you know, I have felt jealousy and I felt jealousy towards like my girlfriend before based off of things that we won't go into, but mm-hmm. um but I and like sh- and vice versa with her and me and we talk about it and we kind of enjoy it whenever it happens because we're n- both not really that jealous of people. Yeah. Um like she's here's an example like she's in this play indecent right now where she is intimate on stage with you know a couple of different people yeah and i think a lot of people would be really jealous of that and feel weird about that and i have no no jealous feelings around that i have no issue with that at all i could see that because it's a part of her job Mm -hmm. um but i wonder about like so the last situation that i was in knowing that how i met him was through a show Mm -hmm. so then knowing that like he could be building that same kind of relationship with someone else in a show yeah that but that's that's a trust issue that's a trust thing yeah Yeah. and you had every reason to not trust him and i have every reason to trust you absolutely do yeah absolutely do yeah and i you know there's this i used to be really attracted to the type of people that were not necessarily good for me Mm mm-hmm where they were like maybe exciting in a way that I really craved, but they weren't stable in a way that I needed. Mm-hmm. And I finally found someone who was both yeah. um, exciting and stable. Yeah. And that that's like a combo that I really needed. And grounded and sweet and fun. Yeah. And kind. But super goofy and like, you know. Real. Yeah. She's like a cool kid, but also like a nerd. Yeah. Andy, we're talking about you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so I'm a like, big fan. I'm a big fan of Andy. Yeah. Ahead, yeah. And I kind of... Oh, she. It's okay. She okay. said her name on the show before. Okay, great. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's like a particular, like I'm a, a particular person who found a particular person who has the same particularities mm-hmm. that work well together, and I think that's why our relationship is still going strong. Um, and I look at this episode and I see a really jealous person dating a person or married to a person who seems to be to le- need a little bit more freedom in her life than being with a jealous person can provide. So yeah. she's acting out against it and he's rebelling against that. And it just doesn't seem yeah, like a good relationship. I, just don't, I don't know if we can blame her infidelity on his jealousy. Well, I don't think we need to blame anyone for anything, yeah. but I'm just saying that I think we can look at people's behavior and understand where they're coming from, even if it's wrong. And I think they both do things super wrong in this episode. And I think, I think that going to someone else's house and beating them up, is maybe more wrong. He just roughed him up. Not really. He didn't really beat him up. I mean, he assaulted him and he forced him to delete some of his own memories. Assault? Like... Absolutely. Lightweight. Absolutely assault. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, that really... And he was, like, wasted when he did it and he seemed to barely remember it. And then he went home and, like, attacked his wife and, you know, not not physically, but verbally. So, yeah, I don't think he's that good of a guy at all. I don't know. I still think that, I don't know. Maybe it's also because I'm coming out of the situation that I'm coming out of. And I'm like, you can't blame your, you chose to make this. She chose to be unfaithful and he caught her. Yeah. The end of story. Yeah. And I don't, I've never been to my knowledge. I've never been cheated on. So I don't have that pain in Mm -hmm. my past to inform watching this. Yeah. Um, 
And on top of that, I'm a huge fan of Jodie Whittaker, and she's Doctor Who, so I'm a little biased towards That's her fine. character. That's fine. Uh, so, of course, we all like watch these things with our own bias. And yeah. I don't think that my opinions are right or wrong. I, just think I don't think your opinion my is opinions. wrong. Yeah. It's just wrong. Uh-huh. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is like... I don't. I can't see that because of right. my exactly. bias. My bias is totally. like, no, 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 no. He felt like she was cheating, and she was, right. and she's wrong. And sure, he's a jealous person. Like, who? We don't get the backstory of like maybe he was super jealous and it was unfounded before, and and then he left for five days. You know what I mean? Like, we don't get that. And so maybe he was trash for that, but also like. If he came back after those five days, she had no problem living with him going forward. I don't know. I don't know how that how that well, worked out. It seems like maybe she did have a problem with him, because but didn't she, communicate it because she wasn't looking at him the same way anymore. But didn't communicate it with him. So sure. again, like I, I don't, I get that having someone super super jealous is harrowing and can be suffocating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I'm, I think just just communication because I'm also I value that I value communication and that's maybe that's why I'm not like good at good in quotes at confrontation but like I'll go hey what's the what's the issue here if you my man let's chat did I upset you what what was this about yeah. let's fix it I yeah. want to fix it because I don't I never want to hurt you that's not my right. intent which is so much easier said than done but I think the right thing to do obviously I mean it's what I it's what I do and other yeah. people and I've now realized that not a lot of people can handle that in relationships they just sure up and leave right because like oftentimes when you're real with someone they they see what you're saying through the filter of their own insecurities and mm. don't even hear what you're saying accurately mm-hmm. in which case having a grain could have been helpful yeah because <laughs> yeah. you can replay it i mean you know i i have learned so much about myself from podcasting because I'm recording this and I listen to it before I put it out to make sure it's not horrible mm-hmm. or I didn't say something that I hated. And, you know, if I do, I'll take it out. But or if my guest says something that I think that they are going to hate, I'll take it out. But I've learned a lot about, you know, how I interact with other human beings by listening to myself interact. So I think that for some people, the grain could be a way for self-growth and a way to improve their lives. But I think for for most people, it's too real and too much. And Would you ever just go around recording things? No, because I record so much of my life, I don't want to record any more of it. Mm. Like, I game stream, I podcast, yeah. and there's hundreds of hours of me that are available for anyone Just to Just, like, randomly record out. a conversation of you and Andy's and save it, put it in a vault. I mean, maybe, for fun, you know. But, like, I mean, Andy and I do sit down and record together sometimes for the podcast, and we yeah. have a great time, but we want to share it because it's a good time, and we want other people to hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I... And like the rest of my daily life, the times that I'm not recording, I, like, I think that when I was a kid, I wanted to be recorded, you know? Mm-hmm. And then as I've recorded so much of my own life, I now recognize the value of the moments in between that are lost forever, that are kind of precious because you're just in the moment and you're just being yourself and real. That's how I feel at concerts. I do. I don't. I'm not a big hold up the phone girl. Yeah. I, at a concert, I, I recently went to see Jadena when he came through to Seattle. And like I'll, I put my phone up and recorded like a uh, pic or I took a picture of him because, whew, <laughs> that man is fine. Yeah. And he, between the last time he came to Seattle and this time, has been eating his Wheaties and doing some bench presses. <laughs> oh, that man is thick. Jesus. Um, I lost my train of thought. I'm thinking of thick <laughs> Jadena. <laughs> 
We we got to get you a man. <laughs> Give me Jadina. Look, space nerds. Six degrees of separation. That man is fine. Okay. Oh, yes. That was the point. The point of me, not just because literally, y'all, I'm sitting on the couch going like, oh, he's fine. And like lost my train of thought. <laughs> when I go to concerts, I like I'll put, I'll put my phone up, take a picture of like, I'm here. I'm excited. The stage is set sort of thing. But I don't have my phone up the entire time recording the whole mm-hmm. concert. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to record, put it all on Instagram. I'm not going to go live. I'm not going to. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. One, because I paid for the tickets. And two, because... I want to be there and experience it. Absolutely. And I feel like that is what we're missing even today. And like our, we're so hasty to throw up a camera and like, sometimes I'm thankful for it because people will bootleg a concert and I'll be like, man, I just could not afford that. And then I watch it on YouTube before somebody takes it down. And I'm yeah. like, yo, I'm so glad I got to see that concert before someone copyrighted it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm at a concert, I'll videotape like 30 seconds just for the memory and yeah. just, just to show that my phone captured it. Yeah. Cause I was there. Yeah. But I try to limit it as much as possible because every moment that I'm recording is a moment that I'm not engaged it's with what's so, happening. So real. And I have, like I, I used to have paranoia about losing moments. I used to feel like I had to experience everything and remember everything. Yeah. Um, are you okay over there? You're looking for yes, your phone. Yes, I'm looking for my phone because I was gonna bring up an example. But keep. Yes, okay. keep going. Um, and it's something that I had to work through a little bit. Like in elementary school, I used to feel like if there were like three options of a thing, I had to do all of them. Um, mm. and it was almost suffocating, and. I took this big trip to Australia in high school where I was part of this 2,000-piece band that played in the opening ceremonies of the Olympics in Sydney, Australia, which was one of the best experiences of my whole life. Cool. And I brought... I mean, I had a camera with me, but I took very few pictures. Um, And I... It was a conscious decision to be like, you know what? I'm here. And like every moment that I'm behind a camera is a moment that I'm not here. Yeah. So I need to be here. And my... You know, my dad is a professional photographer and... My parents were on the trip also as chaperones and my dad took a ton of pictures and like that's what he does and he loves that and having the opportunity to take those pictures was like a real thrill for him. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, awesome. And, and There's also, someone here who wants to do that's that. It. And it's different when it's just something that you love and like, right, because absolutely. he's going to remember those moments. He's right. still, the, the memory is still there for him. Like I got to photograph my son doing this da, 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 sure. versus like being a part of it and going like, oh. Yeah. And I, I've done some photography like in a more professional setting where i've like set up lights and um been a, a photographer and i felt very present in those moments because i was making art you know yeah. and i was being an artist and like creating and that's my favorite thing to do and i felt very engaged and like those memories are very vital in my in my memory um whereas like something that i'm going there to experience it i feel like i have to not be behind a camera in order to fully experience it if that makes sense, like a yeah. concert or, yeah. or any sort of no, event like that. Yeah. I pulled up my phone so that I can look at like all the videos that I have in my phone and they're like short memories of things that I absolutely wanted to remember. What is that? A random disco ball. Um, oh yeah. So like I have a couple of vi- videos of like Beyonce and her husband came through mm-hmm. um, and like last year this time and I went to, and it was my first time seeing Beyonce in concert. And so, We'd gotten into the pit too. We were in like the we'd paid we paid a little bit of money, but we were in the pit to see her come down and do her thing. So I would take 
vi- like short videos of her like when she was near me. Yeah. So that I can be like, I am really close yeah. to Beyonce right now. And that's awesome to and have. I took it so and cool. then I put it away. And yes. then I'm like, the rest of the time was like lit, having a yeah. good time. Like That's exactly what I would do. And like the same thing for anyone. Like I feel like we get so lost with recording like i don't think i need to relive the whole i could and i have a really great memory i don't need to relive the whole thing through my phone through a device because my memory is going to go man first of all i was cold so it's easy to remember <laughs> the whole night because i was freezing but also like this happened and then this happened and then this outfit and then this dance and then these singers and then, like i can remember all of that yeah yeah, that's awesome. I think that striking the balance for each individual is mm-hmm. important. But mm-hmm. I but I would I would encourage people to and I say this all the time to to be conscious of whether or not you're in the moment in what you're doing because the way and Do you think that that's the, the moral of this episode? I think so. I think that, you know, being in the moment is the the best way to have a rich life. Mm. That's my personal feeling and something that i've heard a lot of other people say you know a lot of people who've been through some shit like they say what what did you take away from this and they say when you're in a good moment like be in it yeah and i i really feel that way i really believe that like if you if we're having a conversation this is something i learned about myself like i used to podcast with people where i'd be thinking about what i was going to say next instead of listening to what they were saying yeah and then i would like steer the conversation in a direction that I wanted it to go. So that you can ask the next thing. So that I could say what was in my head. Yeah. But I didn't notice that they said something really interesting and I wished that I had asked them to elaborate on it because it would have been a better show. Yeah. And that's something that I've really worked on is like, you know, like I think I've only done that once today where I was thinking about what I was going to say instead of hearing what you were saying. Oh, it's Um, fine. Like it happens I interrupt you a lot because I'm just like, because then I'm like, no, 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 I got something to say. Listen to this. I've also gotten better at being interrupted (laughs) because I interrupt people all the time. Yeah. And it's not fair to get upset about people interrupting me. It's real. Yeah. I get into, I, uh, I'm one of seven children, so my whole life is just an overlapping of conversations. seven children. I didn't even know that. You didn't? No. It's great. And, um, so my whole life has just been overlapping of conversations. And so we get used to just, you put in, get your sentence in while you can and move forward. And, uh, <laughs> Sorry. nope, it's okay. You know, we can tell people what just happened. Are you sure? Yeah, it's fine. Everybody knows I have weird health problems. No, but it's just a little wink that it's just like, are you okay? Like yeah. I'm nervous. I just started twitching because I have, I have weird neurological problems. It's okay. Everybody knows it's fine. Do, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to keep going? I'm good if you are. I'm, I'm just, fine. I just I'm just make twitching sure. over here. That's great. I just want to make sure that it's going to be okay. <laughs> I started twitching and made a face because I, uh, you know. You want to And then Alexandria going. looked at me like. <laughs> I, I know. I'm sorry. I immediately was just like, should yeah. we stop? No, we're good. We're like, we're. I mean, we're, I feel like we're close. We're like we're at the end of the yeah. episode. We're at the end of the like wrapping it up discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, say what you're saying. It's all good. Yeah, you ruined as long it. as you're not distracted by me twitching, I'm it's completely, fine. You ruined it. I'm scared. Um, so, oh, so just being overlapping and like, I'm so used to, I, whenever I get into a conversation with people, I'll go like, excuse me for interrupting. I get really excited. Yeah. And then that's at the top just so that they know. <laughs> I love it. With, within the conversation that when you say something, I go, and, da, 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 and they're yeah. like, oh, girl, you always interrupt me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And I don't get mad when people interrupt me because I'll wait or I'll go. And if it continues, I can continue saying what I was about to say or cause it, two seconds ago, you said something and I took a breath to, to respond yeah and it's gone now but i had a a thought to a response that you were saying yeah you know when someone interrupts me because what i said is so exciting to them that they have to say something or not that what i said is exciting but like the concept that we're talking about 
they're so passionate about they yeah. have to say something yeah um let them fucking talk yeah. you know that's yeah. cool let them yeah. talk remember what you were gonna say and come back to it the thing that drives me fucking crazy <laughs> talk about it is when someone interrupts me to change the subject because they're obviously not listening to what i'm saying that's weird i hate that i will do that but i will say i'm about to change the subject yeah well you're you're a very present oh it's true conversationalist I, I like i like conversing yeah i am <laughs> loving what we're doing with space nerds now because like you jane and doug are three of my favorite people to talk to <laughs> and you're the easiest to schedule so me uh yeah oh we are yeah the three of you got you yeah so it's just made made podcasting like a billion times easier for me um, and I still am bringing in special guests sometimes like yeah. Lauren Dupree yeah. was here. Oh yeah. You stop by when sure she was did. here. Um, and I think that episode will be out by the time this comes out. Oh, I cool. don't remember for sure, but anyway, um, if not, Ooh, teaser, but yeah, but that, all that being said is like, you're a very present conversationalist. And that's part of the reason why you're now like a regular on this show is because you're really great to talk to. And I, and you have like so many interesting things to say. I'm not, you know, I totally forgot where I was going with that. Just compliments. You just wanted to give me compliments. Just compliments. Which is fine. You must yeah. have known that talking about my ex was just really bringing me down. So you had to lift me up a little bit. So I, you know, didn't even cross my mind. That's I'm just great. lifting you up for lifting you up sake. <laughs> um, I'm just really, I'm just really enjoying. I want to oh. express how much I'm enjoying how Space Nerds has kind of gone in the last couple months here. Would you get the grain? Would I get the grain? Good question. <sighs> Yeah, this is tough for me because, like I said before, when I was a kid, I had this fear of losing memories. Yeah. And then also, as we just talked about, I have some like weird neurological issues yeah. and I have lost memories because yeah. of it. Like, yeah. I've in some ways that have been kind of frightening where there was this one time that my sister was visiting. And I was like, when was the last time you were here in Seattle? And she's like, oh, man, it was just a couple months ago. I'm like, no, I haven't seen you in like since like this time. And she's like, no, I was here in between that. And... Like, I just didn't remember. Mm -hmm. I didn't remember her being here at all. Because it was right when I first went on medical leave and was having really intense problems. Yeah. And I just, like, didn't form memories for a few months that, you know. And when when we really talked about it, I did remember, like, a breakfast we had where, like, she and I went to have breakfast with two other friends. And I remembered that. But I couldn't remember when she got there mm. or, like, the fact that she had stayed with me. But then when we talked about it, it started to come back. Yeah. It was almost like like a brownout or a blackout from yeah. drinking. Yeah. Where, um, like, when, well, I'm, I say, yeah, <laughs> when I'm having, like, intense episodes, sometimes I just don't form memories the same way. So I lose things a lot. And, so and that's a, terrifying. So in a way that the woman at the table who was, like, pro-grain is, like, speaking to you because... I'm not saying that she did this, but like, what if your sister actually didn't come up here, but she just helped you remember, she helped you make a memory. Right. Well, obviously that didn't happen. You know but, what I mean? But like creepy. Yeah. And I felt really bad. I'm like, my sister came to visit and I didn't remember it. Like, yeah. where was I? But yeah. where I was, was in a lot of pain and not thinking straight. So, yeah. you know, I have to be, I had to learn to be forgiving of myself in that way. And, and that was valuable to me. And then also like my, like sometimes on days where I'm feeling better, my memories will be there for me. And sometimes when I'm feeling worse, they won't be. So mm -hmm. it kind of comes and goes. So I'm like a weird case where a grain could be really helpful. Yeah. But on the other side of that, um, sometimes losing the things, um, there, there's a lot of memories. Like my sister visiting obviously is, does not count as this. That That's something that I really valued her coming to visit, but it was in a really rough time for me and I needed some support. Um, but there have been a lot of memories that I've lost that I don't know if I needed. Yeah. Like where I'm still here, I'm still functioning, I still, uh, I'm happy and, you know, 
I'm a reasonably <laughs> stable person. Um, so do I need every memory? Do I need everything I've ever mm. done? Like some, maybe not, you know, yeah. like I've lost a lot of memories of my early childhood and I don't know how much of that I would have lost anyway, or if it's because of my neurological issues or if it's not, who knows, but do I need every memory? You know, maybe not like the, the weight of an entire lifetime of memory in some ways is a burden. Yeah. And when you, like, your brain is selective and the things that stick out to me are the really monumental moments like i will never forget being on the the floor of the olympic stadium playing trumpet to 110,000 people in a crowd plus the entire world live yeah that's the craziest feeling i've ever had it was amazing i'll never forget it and i've been trying to recreate that with everything that i've done since then like playing mugatu our final show got close to that where i was like jumping around on stage with people who are singing along to songs that we had created me yeah. and these two friends that I loved as brothers. Like that was this amazing moment knowing it would never happen again. Um, just like try and then knowing it was a big moment and forcing myself to be in it so I could remember everything. There's so much value in that. And yeah. if you could just go back and replay it later, you're not going to be in the moment as much. That's so true. I, I think that I think that I would not want the grain. I think I wouldn't want it um, because I think that I am happier without it happier just being a normal person with with a human memory i think yeah. having a artificial memory would make me more unhappy because i have a tendency to obsess over things yeah. and like there's been times where i lost pictures that i took of someone that i was really fond of that i thought were very artistic and lost them and i just felt miserable i'm like these moments are lost forever it this is the worst yeah and learning to get over that was really good for me and you know like the whole buddhist philosophy of non-attachment i think is actually really wise in mm -hmm. a lot of ways and mm -hmm. um i find that the less attached i am to to a lot of things the happier that i am um but then the things that are really important to me i'm attached to in ways that that are really natural and really um healthy you know, so I think that I think that the grain is an unhealthy thing, yeah. especially after watching this episode. But but maybe just for me, maybe not for everyone. And if my memory problems got any worse, it might change my opinion. Yeah. Like Fifty uh, First Dates, that Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Where um, this woman loses her memory every day and Adam Sandler is making these videos of their relationship to remind her, like, if she could have the grain, fuck yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. I don't I don't think of the world in absolutes at all but i think for me personally i'm more on the side of that girl who's like i don't need it yeah i did it yeah what about you i don't know if i would either um also that was the longest winded answer hey ever. you answered that question though i, I sure did because and and i wanted you to finish it before i like interrupted or anything because what, i wanted you to which i appreciate uh, you're welcome which is because... why you keep getting invited back <laughs> She lets me wax on poetically. Yeah. Um, because I wanted to, uh, because you brought up things that made me think about like my really big firsts. Like mm. the very first time I stepped on the Fifth Avenue theater stage. Mm. Like the first time that I went out uh, as Laurel in Dreamgirls at Village Theater. Like big, for me, they're big performance moments. Yeah, totally. Because and I, those are like. For me too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. those are, because that's like. Oh, that's when you're the most alive. The, the very first time I got to sing with the Seattle Symphony. Mm. Like, and it was 
a smaller, what is it? A smaller like concert, but it didn't matter to me. It was fantastic and it was fun. And the symphony is Grammy award winning. And like, it was a dope time. And also just being on that stage was great. Like the very first time I was on the Ben Royal Hall stage, just yeah. anytime that I could feel like, oh man, this feels monumental. Like um, I'm, I'm doing the thing that I am meant to do yeah. in this moment. I'm here. Yeah. It's happening right yeah. now. That yeah. feeling yeah. is incredible. Yes. And f- for performers like us, I think, performing is the thing it's like i'm doing it i'm performing i'm i'm creating and, something that and other the people memory are experiencing. will be there and yeah. the memory will be there yes totally um, and and also i love that the grain is there is wouldn't be there excuse me for for those bad moments so that no one would be replaying me saying totally. you're a bitch to them over and over you're gonna again get stuck in that do you know what i mean yeah or I, this is just one little episode of a Two, two or three days but you don't get to see like the road rage the moments where you like cuss someone out behind a, the steering wheel and you no one else knows about those moments yeah and like but those are being recorded do you know what i mean the fact that that tsa agent was able to watch and watch your life for the last 24 hours of the last seven days mm-hmm. um and also because it makes the bad memories like soften and go away a little bit easier yeah i mean the i can dwell on being in an emotional state 2019 has not been a very good year for me yeah besides space nerds besides you mean this I obviously guess. <laughs> this is the highlight of anyone's life the highlight of my full extent existence <laughs> but like if if i were to sum 29 up 2019 up the bad outweighs the good yeah. <laughs> and so there are some really really good moments that I can replay and relive, but I don't ever want to see those bad moments again. Yeah. You and had that, a rough year. You yeah. Did. It's yeah. been terrible. Yeah. And I just feel like that's, I'm so thankful that I wouldn't have something to replay yeah. any of that because I feel like, I feel like in my, at my best, I would replay the best moments and at my worst, I would replay the worst moments. Totally. And so then now I'm, if, if I'm already struggling to get out of bed every day, and then I, my brain is saying like, oh no, we don't have anything to do. There's no reason to get out of bed. We're sad today. Let's replay that memory of the sad thing that makes <laughs> you feel sad. Like, you know, yeah. There's no way. As, I mean, I do it already, but like to do it on such a scale where it's a chip, a grain of rice in my ear or behind my ear telling my brain like, here's all the sad things. Here are the things that you can obsess over. Yeah. Here's where you can. And like, I am a bit jealous in relationships, but I, I like to think it's a healthy jealousy, like a like I trust you but I don't trust those other hoes so don't get too close you know what I mean or something like the, my jealousy yeah. is like I don't trust her like you you I trust I don't trust her so yeah. don't be going over there and thinking you're being sweet and nice to her and then she thinks you're doing like ah, ah like whatever yeah but <laughs> but I don't I think I would become obsessive the same way if I would be like show me what you did today let's let's redo your day you know, like, I just feel like that'd be too much. Oh, yeah, of your partner. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And I'm not like a... Like, they rewatch their baby's vision. That's what I was going to say, which yeah. is great because you... To see what the, the babysitter did. You're yeah. rewatching to see how well the babysitter took care of your kid. But then, like, they rewatch... He, Liam shows the babysitter this footage of him calling her, like, a, a pedophile, the pedophile babysitter. Yeah. like, no, it's just a joke. It was a joke, a joke from earlier that... It was a callback yeah. to a joke from earlier that night that she didn't get to see. Right. So, like... It just doesn't too, seem too much beneficial. accountability. Yeah, it doesn't too much seem, accountability. It doesn't seem beneficial, advantageous. It seems like it's just it. It'll become another thing that we use that ruins our lives. Yeah. That all being said, if the grain was something like a cell phone camera where I could turn it on and off when I wanted to, like if I could, if I could snap moments. Yeah. 
which I do anyway. Yep. But just have easier access to that and have yep. it be what I'm actually seeing in a way yep. that I could see it again. Yeah. Um, or like if I was going to a Beyonce concert, record the concert yeah. and still be able to be present in the moment. Yeah. Um, there are there are uses for the grain that I would be super excited about, yeah. super excited about. But if it w- if it meant that I had to record my entire life, then I wouldn't want it. Yeah, no. But if it was something that I could use selectively, I would be open to it, I think. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know if I need to watch the whole, maybe specific, not a Beyonce concert. For me, like, because Beyonce was great, but she also had her husband and I don't really care. Um, but I probably more like... The, the first time I ever saw... The first time. The only times I've seen, like, Prince. I got yeah. to see him in concert at the Ooh, Key Arena. And that's it, not even an option anymore. It's not an option. I would yeah. absolutely have recorded that. Yeah, totally. Um, because that's a good archival to sit back and be like, I was there. I was in the room. And all, it was great. Yeah. Um, and the same way about Stevie Wonder. When I got to see... I got to see some really great human beings perform. And I would want Legends. Like, mm-hmm. and not to say that Beyonce isn't a legend, y'all. Beehive, do not come for me. I'm a member. Oh, she's absolutely a legend. She's a legend. Well, I mean, she'll be even more of a legend in 50 years. Yes. And I think this concert was great, but it's not one that I would have wanted recorded hmm. to rewatch over and over again. Interesting. The Stevie Wonder, also, it was a Songs in the Key of Life tour. Like, my favorite album of Stevie Wonder's. Like, yeah. I would replay that concert over. And actually, on one of my phones somewhere, I think I have, like, voice recordings of, like... I didn't record on video. I just turned on voice recordings and oh, cool. and recorded like him singing my favorite song. Oh, that's so that cool. I, um, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so even if you record something yeah. that you experience, yeah. it's never the same as experiencing it. Yep. So in some ways, watching the video of it will alter your memory of it to be more like what the video is. Yeah. Which might not even be more accurate, even though it's a video, because like the feeling of being there and the way you took it in the first time is the memory that you should have. Yeah. And I think that the the grain can't produce feelings. That's why they were still having sex with each other but watching. Right. Because it can't produce the feelings that it Right. If it was the sex that they were having would have been a lot more exciting looking. Nothing wrong with some boring sex I every mean, once in a while. I mean, do what you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. But I mean, it looked like they like they were enjoying the video, but they needed the sensation. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Interesting. So I don't, think the, so I don't think the video re- gives them, I don't think the video did anything for their brains. The video doesn't go like, ah, here's a, yeah. the feeling of the sensation. It's like watching porn while fucking someone, except the porn is you and fills your entire <laughs> field of vision. Yo, okay, yeah. And I think they did show stuff from her perspective of him. So I think that she was, I think that we saw, I think that, yeah, because there was a shot that was looking up at him from her perspective uh, in the grain. Oh, okay, so maybe so she, I think was, looking she was, at was looking at him. Oh, good, at him. It, good yeah. for her. Yeah, I think she was. How do we rate this episode? Oh, that's right, we're rating. Yeah. Seven. Totally. It's a seven. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Very Passing. good. Yeah. But I'm still weighing it against what my favorite is. Yeah. And I'm hoping that the next time I, like when I, when we get to my episode, when I watch it, I don't think it's terrible because that'd be really sad. <laughs> yeah. For me, like I love this episode and it was really interesting, and, yep. but not something I'd want to watch again. No. Nope. And it wasn't like this all enveloping piece of art that I just was gushing over yeah. like the last episode. Yeah. But um, I wonder also just... if the last episode was so good because the first episode was so bad. 
I don't so know. Now I mean, we're following a really good episode I watched, like this one. I watched 15 Million Merits three times. Yeah. Still good. It's so good. Anyway. It's just really fucking good. And it also just like hits this particular um, tone for me personally that just resonates pretty strongly. Yeah. That this episode, the new, uh, uh, what's it called again? The Entire History of You. Yeah. The Entire History of You did not hit that level for me at all. But but I can't really fault it. I can't say that it wasn't it, terrible. It didn't it do anything good. wrong. It was good. The only thing that this episode did wrong, in my opinion, is that the idea of the grain is so interesting. Like that is such a great sci-fi premise that you have a device recording your entire life, and they chose to tell a really small story with mm-hmm. it of this mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. little intimate moment in these people's lives, and because I I am not a fan of jealousy and I don't really have too much of it. It, it didn't really resonate that much for me personally, like what these people were going through besides saying, oh yeah, jealousy, you know? Yeah, that's what I remember, but that's what yeah. you said to me. Yeah, so it didn't, this one didn't speak to me as much on a personal level um, besides finding it super interesting. And I think maybe because really 15 well Million well acted. fully did comment on like society and I guess in a way this one does too, like you can obsess over yeah. your memories, you can obsess over this jealousy and like technology and like all of that. Yeah. To what extreme are you willing to go? But but this episode didn't comment like globally. It like brought right. it down to like a man and a woman and yeah. his suspicions of their cheating and which is not the wrong thing to do. It's just um, it's just a seven, yeah, not a ten. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I really liked it, but it definitely um, and it will stick with me. Like it will stay with me. Yeah. I think. And wh- what's yeah, funny is I thought the entire haunting. history review was another episode, which I think oh, is in season two. Okay. So we'll see. I think it's in season two. Yeah. What's coming up next? We're starting season two. Um, let me look it up. Great. The one that I thought, oh. uh, the one that I thought, uh, the entire history of you is the very first episode of the second season. Oh, cool. What's it called? It's called be right back. Okay. Um, so you'll have to see it. Yeah, of course. I'm gonna see it, and then and we'll talk about it. We can talk about it. That's how this works. So, to our space nerds, we will be RV. <laughs> nice. I did and it. Until next time, stay nerdy out there. <laughs>《Space Nerds》is listener-funded through Patreon. To support the show and gain access to bonus content, sign up at patreon.com slash jessemercurysci-fi. If you love this podcast, help me spread the word by sharing it on your favorite social media platform, leaving us a positive rating and review on the podcast platform of your choice, or by contacting me directly via email at sci-fi at jessemercury.com. For more cosmic content, including my sci-fi synth-pop album, music videos, podcasts, and live streams, visit my website at jessemercury.com. Keep it spacey, baby!